When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, welcome back uh, to Sports Day as we go inside the vault on this Tuesday. Into the path of the running Wiley. Onto Johnson. Johnson goes across half forward. Johnson about 25 metres out from goal has put it through. Good football for Oh, great shepherding from Johnson. Well played, Johnson, to allow Wiley to run downfield. Infield it goes in turn to Watt. He draws a man and diver over the top looking for Cooper. Now Murray's in the pocket, going for a more central location. Lines up. Thank you very much. As the kick goes in towards centre-half forward and Hargrave, on towards Johnson. Another goal in the offing for Perth. Umpire Powell bouncing the ball down, taken by Rosbender. Vasasto knocking it on cleverly to Hill. Hill towards Anderson. Perth can score another goal if they hurry. Long towards full forward at the back is Hargrave. He couldn't take the mark. In comes Doyle. The ball rushed across the goal line. A point has been awarded. So the final score in the 1977 grand final. Perth 26 goals 13. 169 defeating East Fremantle. 14 goals 12. 96. A very jubilant uh, group of Perth supporters flood the ground. Yes, their seventh and last premiership for the Perth Footy Club. It happened on Saturday, the 24th of September. They defeated East Fremantle in front of over nearly 45,000 people at Subiaco Oval. It was a landslide. They won 26-13-169 to 14-12-96. Murray Cooper kicked six. Doug Farrant, four as leading goal kickers for Perth. Kenny Judge, the late great Ken Judge, kicked four goals in his very first Waffle Grand Final for East Fremantle. And that was it. Since 1977, Perth Footy Club, who I grew up uh, certainly not liking because they were so strong. They beat East Perth in three consecutive premierships in 67, 67, uh, 66, 67, and 68. And that was basically in 66, a year after Peter German was born. Now, Germo goes to Lathlane to see in this three-year contract that he's got whether whether he can win a premiership for the Perth Footy Club. If they don't win one in 2023, it's a 46-year drought. Subiaco have the longest drought, 49 years, as I mentioned, from 1924 to 1973, when Ross Smith was recruited from St Kilda in the VFL to try and steer then the Maroons to a premiership in 1973. And for the first time here on Sports Today, I thought we'd bring that out of the vault 1977 because there's been a lot happening in the off-season down there at the Perth Footy Club. A new president, Adrian Barrich, a brand-new coach in Peter German and some significant football personnel have ventured just over the causeway 
to Mineral Resources Park. Peter German, Happy New Year, and thanks for joining us. Geez, that's a big build-up, Pete. Did you like the history lesson? Well, I'm a bit of a historian of football anyway, whether it's VFL, AFL, Waffle, but uh, some great names there. Wiley, Bazasto, Hargraves, Cooper. That's right. Mate, the list goes on. There was some, uh, there's some absolute champions, and no wonder Perth is, you know, as a Welsh, even to this day, they're obviously on the field. You know, we haven't... Play, or, you know, won as many games I guess as we'd like to, but still a still a big supporter base, and it's probably on the back of the '60s and '70s and those great names. Oh, very much so, Pete. So you go to a club that is steeped in tradition, but as we know, they fall on hard times. They only broke the I think their finals drought. They played in a final in 2010, but there's been no grand final appearances since 1978. Actually, they played in the grand final the following year and were beaten by East Perth, who then were captain coached by Barry Cable, as we know, the uh, magnificent footballer for the Perth Footy Club during the 60s, and then went to your club in the VFL North Melbourne. So, Pete, you've walked down, and it's great that you're back in the local system. Every time uh, you came back, you had success. Two premierships with Subiaco. Uh, You went back home, if you can term it that way. What lured you back here to the West Coast? Uh, Yeah, look, going back in 2009, I think, back to... Melbourne, I sort of, I guess, went through a fair few clubs there. I was at Casey, which was Melbourne's um, development uh, team. So the coach there for a year, then Williamstown, which was Western Bulldogs for four years, development coach there. And then Coburg in the BFL for four years. And um, so obviously career coach, love coaching. Um, probably after Coburg, I sort of felt like I needed a bit of a break and... Uh, Went around, ended up going up to Coral and Rutherglen the last couple of years in the uh, Ovens and Murray, which is a really, really mm-hmm. good competition. And and probably just sort of found a real desire again to probably some coaching country football uh, in Victoria to to realising how professional, obviously VFL, but obviously Waffle is as well. And, and obviously having uh, some really good friendships and contacts over here, talking to a few people. Um, Sort of knew that you know there's a couple of jobs coming up, but certainly the Perth job. It's all Perth has always intrigued me. Even when I was coaching Subi and and um, you know been over here for the ten years that I was, that I always just wondered why Perth could really never you know get back to being a real you know don't even have to be a powerhouse, but you know contender, someone who's side that's always pushing for a spot in the finals. And so you know look when I was here, Stan was Magro was coaching, and we were always at Subi we always found it hard to beat Perth, but. It was just a club that really intrigued me. And then I thought, just to, you know, and then when the opportunity come up, you know, just probably that, um, you know, thought that, you know, it, it just, it's going to need a lot of work, but I think it's going to be wor- work that's going to be certainly worth it. And um, so, yeah, it, it wasn't too much of convincing. I, I just probably had to feel that the club was heading in the right direction. It had uh, its off field, you know, in um, in good shape, which it has. Uh, made profit again this year, um, you know. So, so I feel very good. We just, I guess, now need to try and build a brand on the field that's going to, you know, and, and it's not going to be a one-year thing. So it's not going to be like Ross Smith coming over to Subi in one year and turning into a premiership. I think that there's no doubt that in today's football you can't do that. You've got to be able to build it, and and anything that's really worth, um, 
worth doing and, and you want it to be sustainable, it's got to be done over a period of time. So you build a strong foundation and then you continually build on that and that's how you get sustained success. So uh, I've got I've got a blueprint that I really want to work from and, and I just feel that, you know, we're just at the very start of that. Saying that, we know life's all about contacts, Jumo, regardless of where and what industry you're in, the people you know, the contacts you make. And no doubt you've used those contacts that you made here in Western Australia and even in your time coaching in Victoria to try and get some good personnel to maybe work as in the coaching capacity with you, i.e. Matt Prittis, who you got to know through Subiaco, and, of course, some of your other contacts as well. So you've brought together some fresh new faces. Are you content with some of the work that you've already done? Oh, I don't think I'm ever content. Pete, I think you know me pretty well. But as soon as I do one thing, I'm on to the next thing very quickly. Um, so, look, I, I'm I'm pleased with, with so far what we've been able to do, our coaching um, panel in, in uh, Stevie Armstrong, you know, and I really wanted to be a part of it obviously having a great Perth background with his family and himself and um, and having Darren Rumble to be able to come on board um, you know look I've got you know some other guys like Matt Prittis, um, Alistair Pickett who are going to come in and, and help bits and pieces and I think that any time a player can maybe even just have a you know a five minute conversation with someone like a, like a Prittis or or uh, uh, Pickett and uh, you know those types of guys you know I'm looking maybe see if we can get Murray Cooper down and, mm. and he can have a chat to some of our boys about goal kicking so it necessarily doesn't have to be you know AFL greats or, or anything like that it can be people who I believe who have got some knowledge who can pass it on um, you know and I'm, I'm always out for that you know I'm at the moment I'm I'm trying to get Big Earl to come down and say me, you know, see if we can do a bit of ruck craft with some of our guys so um, you know, any any way we can help develop the players quicker, is, that's what it's all about. So let's not, you know, wait till halfway through the year before we, you know, recognise that maybe we need some ruck work. You know, so we, you know, I guess I'm I'm trying to put in as as much, um, you know, structure around the players that can certainly help their fast track their development. So you're putting the foundations in place. We know over the last few years there were times where. W- Perth just weren't competitive on the footy field. They used to get smashed by 20 goals. It was pretty uh, sad to see. I gather from your point of view, you're trying to restore a bit of credibility on the field. Hence, you're trying to build the foundation in year one. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think if you build it really quickly or too quickly, that means you're doing it on talent. And that may mean you're doing it with older players who were there one minute and gone the next. And, and as I say, it's a bit like a house of cards. The quicker you build it, you know, the easier it is to crumble. So, if, you know, just I guess everywhere I've been, I've tried to, you know, make sure that we've got a good core base of local players that can... They're, they're, the, they're the cornerstone. They're the foundation of what you build it on. And then if you can add two or three players to that this year and another two or three the next year, then that's how you start to, you know, you, and you build it with quality people. And But I want to make sure that it, it does feel like it's a, you know, it's a, it's a Perth club. It's, um, you know, it's not, uh, you know, uh, where we're bringing people from outside. And, and as I say, I think sometimes when you get, a, get get them from outside, yeah, they want to do the job, but do they really have the passion and do they really have the care and, and the motivation to, you know, to make it, you know, sustainable and long-term? And that's that's something that I'm really keen to try and build, that, that it's not a group, not mercenaries, but people from the outside, but there's a lot of Perth um, involved in what we're trying to do. 
And finally, Germo, the reserves and in particular the Colts, uh, no doubt you're only as good as your depth. No doubt those two grades need to be competitive as well. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt about that. I'm really, we're really, really pleased with um, you know what we. I think we'll be able to bring out with our under 18s this year with our Colts. Um, Scotty Moore's coaching them, and um, you know, and and he's got some really good resources. Where you know, it's just as important. And I think that's the thing about what I'm really pleased about the club is we understand that it's going to really have to come from our locals, and it's going to have to come from our Colts. We're going to have to every year we have to you know be bringing through six to eight to ten good young kids who come through and a few play seniors and, you know, some develop their craft through the, through the reserves and, and, you know, and that's how, that's how it's got to be. And so I think we've really done some really good work in that. Um, you know, Trevor Williams and Russell um, Clark have really done some fantastic work mm. uh, building that up. And again, yeah, it's about building our list. Um, you know, so from my point of view, you're exactly right. Anytime I've coached, uh, you know, uh, a, a team, you know, the reserves are a really big, big, uh, strong part of that, and uh, and you're exactly right. So yeah, look, we're going to be young this year. Mm. Uh, got a lot of some really good young talent in, um, you know, and over probably the next month or so, they've, you know, we'll probably, you know, trot a few out there, and 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 you know, at the moment we probably just want to keep everything a bit low key and and just do the, you know, the hard work, the grind to get that um, strength and and fitness space into them and start to learn a probably a, certainly a different game plan to, to what we've done, before, how they've played before. So uh, let's get all that. And then, you know, hopefully a lot of what we our talk this year will be on the field rather than sort of trotting out big names. It's just going to be, you know, how well we play on the field, how mm. conducive, um, you know, how we bring it all together and how structurally we, we work as a team. And, and that's got nothing to do with age. That's got everything to do with discipline and how well you're prepared and how well you're structured up and trained. So, as I say, I'm, I'm really confident that we're certainly going to be able to give a good account of ourselves this year. I mentioned the Colts because uh, former Eagles star Ben Cousins is going to have some sort of involvement. To what involvement? To what degree, Pete? Um, look at the moment. You know, obviously, um, you know Ben to be able to get back, and I think the majority of people are really, you know, happy and pleased to see, you know, to see where he's he's come to and, and, and certainly Perth Footy Club if we can help and obviously his connection with Adrian Barrett has sort of just got him down and, and I think he's seen a, a good opportunity just to come down and help mentor a little bit with some of the Colts boys um, obviously loves his training so more than anything he's actually going down and training and, and just you know grabbing a bit of one on one and just teaching them you know just some little tricks or some skill drills and, and things that can really help them so yeah from what I've I've heard um, that the Colts, you know, are just over the moon. The fact that how he's going about it and just him being involved mm. uh, is it's really exciting for, for them and, and the coaching staff and, and, and our club. So really pleased with, with Ben and, and, and uh, what he's prepared to do for our club this year, which is, as I say, it's not going to be massive, but it'll be certainly something that's going to help him to maybe down the track. I think he wants to do his level three coaching. So... Um, and I think that that's, as I say, that's a really great opportunity for him to, to move forward and certainly in the coaching capacity. Okay. And as I let you go, how's former Richmond uh, Sydney Stack been going? Uh, Sid, um, to be honest, you know, obviously uh, we've only just spoken to him um, just recently. And from all indications, he is really wanting to come back okay. and put his best foot forward for the for the Perth Footy Club. So... 
I think, you know, what's his space? I think that, you know, there's going to be, you know, I think that uh, he's a really good chance for us to to, uh, to play football for the Perth Footy Club this year. And, and he knows he's got a lot of bit of work to go. But, you know, again, I think that footy clubs are great to be able to help people get to, you know, get them back on track, get them where they need to be, give them a focus, have a real good um, group of people around them and a great environment. And I think that that, you know, that's what we can really offer, Sid. Great to have you back. Great to have you back, Jim. I might get down to the Sundowner, actually, at the club. Uh, 5.45 on Thursday, $15 for members, $20 for non-members, and you can see Peter German in all his glory, Demons fans. The Sundowner <laughs> this Thursday at 5.45. Get to know the coach again. Jim, I'm wrapped. Great to have you back, mate. Good luck, and we'll keep in touch. No worries. Catch up, Pete. Thanks for that. See you, mate. Uh, we'll take a break. Come back with more here on Sports Day.